All right, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one, live right here on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Uh, flying solo tonight. Oops, hold on. Let's do that. Yeah, you don't need to see any of the other stuff in this house. This room is a tremendous mess. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Uh, I am Joey Fats. Let's get that out of the way. Got uh, show looks a little different. Sounds a little different tonight. I apologize. Uh, it is not. Uh, this is not an ideal situation. Um, it's uh, it's a new microphone. First of all, um, my mixing board died. So we didn't have a show last week because uh, the mixing board died, and we were left with uh, absolutely nothing uh, to do the show with. So that's why we didn't have a show last week. So I have no mixer. So this is a, um, well, how do you say it's a, a rental? Uh, I went to Best Buy a little while ago because I tried plan, well, this was plan B, um, was to get this bad boy fired up, um, but that didn't work out. Uh, so we've got, uh, yeah, if it sounds terrible, I don't know I don't know what's wrong with it. It sounded okay in the test run. Um, I don't know if it's if it's good or not. So if it sounds that bad, just let me know, um, and I can or what it's doing, and uh, I can try to remedy it. And if we if we can fix it, we can fix it. If not, we'll just bust up out of here. Um, but uh, yeah, this thing is uh, it's a rental. I went to Best Buy, bought it for eighty bucks, and uh, here we are. I'm gonna return it tomorrow because my new mixer is on the way. But until Amazon gets their shit together and I can get something in, uh, you know not in you know by you know within a week um you know we'll we'll be there all right yeah thanks tristan appreciate the uh feedback but it was probably because it was stupid loud for some reason these mics these usb mics these new ones man they pick up everything um yeah it's just uh, I'm, I'm i'm dealing with new technology right now i ran a test broadcast a little while ago it sounded okay on my end did sound a little bit loud but uh nonetheless um we're not going to be able to take phone calls tonight, so uh, I'll be paying extra special attention to the chat, so if you have questions that you want me to answer, fire it off in the chat. Um, we'll do it that way. Uh, I actually tried to see um, if I could have somebody call in on, uh, you know, via Facebook Messenger and see if that would work, um, but it didn't, so... We're just going to have to go no phones tonight, so I apologize for that. But uh, hopefully next week, all this stuff will be back up and running as usual. Um, yeah, I can I can tone the mic down a little bit if it's that annoying. Um, we'll try it there because uh, it is it is a different it is a different mic. It's I've never used one of these before, um, so I apologize in advance if it does sound like shit. Uh, but we will be back back to normal next week. So. Uh, that being said, thank you everybody for joining me uh, for this show. Obviously, I am flying solo tonight um, because we only have one microphone. Uh, we don't have the ability to have multiple mics right now. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to fly solo with you for about an hour or so here, maybe a little bit more, um, depending on how long and how long this conversation goes. Um, we got some fun stuff to do. So if uh, if it looks like my, you know, my attention, I'm, I'm looking all over the place, it's probably it's because i am a little bit um just uh roll with me and uh you know we'll uh we'll go from there but uh thank you all for joining us it's been fun uh this is a it's been a fun two weeks uh for me so last week obviously we didn't have the show because technical difficulties the week before we didn't have the show because um 
Your boy was chilling in the 305. Hanging and banging down at the Fontainebleau in Miami. Mid-Beach, not South Beach, Mid-Beach. Uh, with me, uh, Plizzy was down there with me. Uh, we were chilling, and uh, it was a great fucking trip. The sun t- sunshine was glorious. I was at the Hard Rock Stadium, which is where I got this souvenir cup from. I got to watch the quarterback titan battle between Mike Glennon and the Pineapple Prince himself. Uh, which was awesome. It was a great time. If you have a chance to get down to Miami, by all means, uh, go check out a game down there. I wouldn't recommend staying in Miami um, because it is holy shit expensive for like no reason. So I'd probably stay in Fort Lauderdale and drive down. But um, nonetheless, it was a great trip. The Hard Rock Stadium was unbelievable. Super cool venue. I can only imagine like how cool that place must be during the Super Bowl or a Pro Bowl or, you know, hopefully someday the Dolphins are good and uh, that place will get rocking because it was about 60-40 Giants fans to Miami fans. The Giants fans, I think, actually outnumbered the Miami fans, um, which was wild. But uh, it was a great time. I mean, we walked right up to the window, bought tickets right there at the half. We flew in a little. We got our our flight landed a little late. And we got to the hotel and I looked at my brother and I said, dude, Uber up the street is like, 22 minutes he's like yeah i'm like let's go he's like you want to go i'm like let's go so we went and uh it was it was a super cool time really really neat atmosphere there uh the stadium itself since they've done the renovations obviously i never saw it beforehand um but you can tell it's been renovated but it is really really friggin' cool um i hate the spiral staircase things i think those suck but whatever um there's really no easy way to uh to get up there uh the other guys aren't here t dot because uh we only have one microphone due to the uh, aforementioned uh, technical difficulties. So um, it's just going to be your boy Fats tonight. Uh, but we're going to get into everything NFL. We're going to get into A-Rod and the, uh, and the Packers. We'll get into the Bucks and Brady. We'll get into the Patriots. Uh, they've got a huge game coming up on Sunday in Gillette against the Bills. I told you the last time we did a show that was the game that was going to count. Now, I didn't count on the Patriots going into Buffalo two weeks ago on Monday night and winning. Um, I didn't put it past them, but I did pick the Bills to win that game. That being said, this game, like I did predict at that point, was going. this was going to be the one to def- uh, decide who wins the division. And I still think that's going to be the case because whoever wins this uh, has pretty winnable games all the way out, and uh, this, should, this should determine who's going to be able to do it, who's going to be able to take home the AFC East. Now, will it be surprised? Will I be surprised if it's the Patriots? Absolutely not. I will not be surprised. Uh, I will be surprised that the Bills let it slip away the way they did, but um, I won't be surprised that the Patriots were the ones to take it from them. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into. Uh, we'll 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 rip on a, a couple of things that I wanted to touch on from uh, a couple of week. You know, the last two weeks as well. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Just I know he got his you know his egg scrambled on Sunday. Against, uh, no, no, I don't. That's my chair behind me, see? That is a, uh, that is a beautiful Secret Lab Titan XL. Best 400 or $500 chair you could ever fucking buy. It's the best, uh, best piece of furniture I've ever purchased. Um, but we'll get into, uh, a couple of things from a couple weeks ago. Things that just been chapping my ass. Like I said, Chetty, Teddy Bridgewater got his egg scrambled on Sunday against Cincinnati at home. Uh, where the Broncos came up short against the Bengals, even though, you know, 
defense played lights out. Drew Locke um, blew it for the last time, I think. I think it's over for Drew Locke. Um, if it wasn't already, it is now. Uh, we'll get into uh, what else from the week that was. There's a bunch of shit. Um, India, New England, obviously. We'll get into the MVP talk. You know, is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Jonathan Taylor? Um, there's football going on right now as we speak. Uh, 3-3 in, uh, in L.A. with the Rams and the Seahawks. 10-10, Washington, Philly. Both games in the third quarter early-ish in the mob. Just a little bit before halfway in the third in L.A. and uh, start of the third in Philly. So uh, let's kick it off right here. Let's go with uh, let's start with the Patriots and the Colts Saturday night. So uh, this game was absolutely fucking wild. Like this this game had a little bit of everything. Um, when you look at the stat line, and this was this was the part that. That got me uh, back on board with the Colts being one of the most dangerous teams in the NFL. A team that nobody is going to want to see Wild Card Weekend. Uh, it's going to be them and I believe the 49ers are going to be the two teams that people are going to want to see the least. The reason why I believe that people aren't going to want to see the Colts is because they took a red-hot Patriots team. right? And I know the Patriots didn't play great. We shut up, babe. Uh, we uh, I know that they weren't. The Patriots were were red hot. Okay, they were they were on a roll. The Patriots were were doing what the Patriots do uh, in November and in December. And I know they didn't play well on Saturday night. It was one of those weird games uh, that you get this time of year. Every once in a while, it just sneaks up on you and it happens. Um, that being said. Let's not take away from what the Colts did. Okay, Carson Wentz threw the ball 12 times. He only completed five of them for a grand total of 57 yards. And the Colts were still able to muster a 27-17 win. Now, this game was a shutout for three quarters. Uh, the, the Patriots didn't score until, uh, what was it, early in the fourth? Was it early in the fourth? Uh, they got a field goal. Yeah, they had a field goal uh, to, in yeah, with, uh, what, four minutes and five minutes into the fourth quarter, ten minutes ago in the game. Um, that was one of those things where that was, I think, the most shocking part, was that the Patriots' offense looked stymied and inept for the majority of four quarters. Uh, or three quarters, I should say. And then in the fourth quarter, they kind of flipped the switch they got it within three it was 20 to 17 and then the guy that i believe is number two in the mvp race jonathan taylor just took it to the house and sealed the game again very uncharacteristic like play by the patriots uh it was a very non-bill belichickian type of game bill belichick actually came out and apologized to the media the next day for being so short with them uh, in the post-game preference or, or, or uh, post-game presser, or I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday, he apologized, but he apologized. I believe it was Sunday uh, for being so short with them. Like, which is again, I don't know who this guy is, but what did you do with Bill Belichick? And uh, yeah, well, we duh, we need new equipment, babe. Uh, obviously, I need a new mixer. Okay. Um, that being said, it was a very un-Bill Belichick type game. It was very 
well coached on the Colts side and yet poorly executed on the Patriots side, which I don't think it was poorly coached. People would argue that that Bill that Bill Belichick's call to go for the field goal late to get them within three rather than go for it on fourth down was a mistake. I disagree. I think it was I, – I, I, listen, I think if you're going to do – you're Bill Belichick. You get it within three. You trust your defense to get the ball back. Now, let's not forget this is Carson Wentz that's on the other side as a quarterback. There's a very good chance that he is going to throw you a bone here and allow you to get the ball back. The Colts, they didn't see it that way. They didn't play that shit. They just said, you know what? No, fuck that. Let's go and give the ball to our MVP candidate in our running back and let him seal the game for us. And that's exactly what he did. Belichick made the right call by getting it within three. He really did. Because I know people are like, well, you know, you're down there. You're going to go for it. No. You take the three points. How many times do we see teams go for it? On fourth down, they get stuffed. And now the game's over because now you now you have to get a stop. And then you need a touchdown to tie it. It just doesn't work. It was the right call to take the three and then play the play your chances with the Colts not securing not securing the game. Yes, I know. I, I'm getting texts and, and messages from people saying the sound is weird, the sound is off. I know. This is not how uh, this this won't be like this next week, hopefully. Um, it's just it's a new microphone, it's all fucked up, things are just a little wonky. Um, just wanted to get out here and, and do something tonight that wasn't um, because I didn't want to keep you guys waiting for three whole weeks. You know, we would have basically had one show in the month of December. Last show we did was November thirtieth, uh, the week before we went on vacation. So, um, this is all just a blip, little speed bump in the road. Um, but nonetheless, where was I? Oh yes, um, they they did the Colts did the right thing. Belichick did the right thing by kicking the field goal. What he didn't count on was his defense giving up, uh, you know, 67 or whatever, 57-yard touchdown or 60, I think it was like close to 70, uh, for, to Jonathan Taylor to seal the game. That's where you can't, that's what you can't have. That, I think, was the most uncharacteristic thing uh, that the Patriots did all night, you know, on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Um, but all, even offensively, like, look, I've been saying it all year. The Patriots, uh, the Colts, have a Super Bowl caliber roster. That is an absolute... Listen, if you swapped out Carson Wentz with Aaron Rodgers, the Colts would be your number one seed in the AFC and favorites to go to the uh, to go to the Super Bowl right now. Hands down, no question about it. The way that defense is playing with that running game and that offensive line, like, I don't even care that Michael Pittman might be their best receiver and T.Y., you know, maybe a shadow of his former self, that team would be on their way uh, to the Super Bowl. So, for Patriots fans, I know it's a frustrating loss. I know it sucks to lose a game this late in the season on a Saturday night prime time, you know, against the Colts. It just, and and I didn't realize either that that was the Colts' uh, first win against the Patriots in what 11 years since 2009 i i didn't realize that that was actually a funny stat um 
it's not the end of the world for the Patriots. Now, is the timing of it kind of poor? Yeah, because you got Buffalo coming to town on Sunday, and now this is setting up to be, again, what I always said it was going to be, a winner-take-all for the division game in Gillette. But you've got it in your house. It's in your backyard. And it that that is what it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pat, 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 pat. Okay. Let's not start talking reckless here, okay? I know the show sounds a little funny. It might sound a little bit weird, uh, but we still don't. We don't do that here, okay? The reason why the Colts, the last time the Colts haven't beaten the uh have it, the reason the real reason the Colts haven't beaten the Patriots since 2009 is because that was the last time Peyton was healthy and playing for the Colts. Uh, the Broncos beat the Patriots plenty of times. Um, granted, most of them were in the playoffs, but whatever. Uh, that being said, so again, we can't do phone calls tonight. I apologize. Uh, if you guys have questions or things you want answered or things you want uh, to throw out there, just throw them here in the chat. And um, whoops, I will. Uh, I'll do my best to answer everything as quick uh, as well as best I can. Uh, going off of that, but um, yeah. So you've got Patriots Bills Sunday. I still think the Patriots and the Bills. Look, I know the Patriots kind of snuck one. They stole one in Buffalo. Um, the elements were a huge factor. Mac Jones only threw three passes, and they still and they uh, and they still won. Uh, is the season over if you lose to the Bills? Absolutely not. No, God, no. Whoever loses this game, look. If the Patriots lose this game, even if they lose the division, they're still getting a wild card. Uh, they're still going to be right there for a wild card because they're going to own tiebreakers over a bunch of people. Um, that being said, if the Bills lose this game, that is going to be interesting. That is going to be very interesting because now you've got, you know, Baltimore still has a one-game lead on Cincinnati in the north. Uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs are both rolling in the west. It's going to start to get tight at the bottom for that sixth and seventh spot. I still think the Bills are the best team and best equipped team to take that six or seven spot but if you're the bills man that's going to be that's that's tough sledding i mean you're really going to want to go on the road to i don't know kansas city new england uh potentially maybe baltimore i know that they're a team that buffalo beat last year in the playoffs um also the uh i can't hear myself in these headphones at all um Actually, I don't even know why I'm wearing them, but, um, well, because I can hear other stuff, but, uh, yeah, so I, I can't hear any uh, audio on this, so this is all just uh, kind of a off-the-cuff um, thing, but, yeah, if the Patriots win, if the Patriots win, it's their division, they they own it, um, I think they've got, what, the, after that, they would have, I believe it's uh, the Jets and... Someone else, I forget who else left. Um, I'll check right now. But it's uh, very winnable games from there on out for the Patriots. So they would have, let's see, week 17. All right, they've got the Jags and, was it the Jets week 18? Oh, no, that's right. They're at the Dolphins. Okay. So you've got the Jags. You've got the two Florida teams. 
Jags are easy dub at home. No way in hell the Jags are coming in here and beating New England. Then you go on the road and you got to play the Dolphins, who since two has been back, uh, I mean they've been red fucking hot. So what else can you say about that? Might not is that that's not as easy of a dub as you might think. But the Bills also got to play those same red hot Dolphins. Uh, I believe they played them week seventeen, the week before that. So uh, very interesting things. Uh, popping off here in the NFL as this season goes along, as the season winds down, I should say. Uh, the most interesting thing I think that came out of this past week was what we witnessed on Sunday Night Football in Tampa Bay. Tampa at home getting shut out by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, was one of, if not the most shocking things of the week. I don't think anybody, look, if you pick the Saints to win, probably being a little bit of a homer. Uh, you were probably being a little bit, you know, you know, you're probably, you're probably a Saints fan, you know, acting like, uh, so I need some heat. Um, you know, you're probably just being, you know, you're picking the Saints because why not, right? Like, it's the Saints. Pick your team, you're going to win. No one, I don't think any, I mean, I literally know nobody. Nobody had the Saints, A, winning by nine points, and B, only scoring nine points. If you had told me the Saints were going to score nine points on Sunday Night Football, I would have assumed the, paid, the Bucks would have walked them 40 to nine. 38 to 9, something along those lines. Um, but you lose Godwin for the season, which sucks. Evans got hurt in that game. Fournette got hurt. Um, that is a bad hit uh, for for the Bucs. Uh, losing Godwin is is brutal. I mean, that's a bad, that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, I think Mike Evans, yeah, Mike Evans has the hamstring injury, and uh, Leonard Fournette, uh, yeah, he also had the hammy. That's right, two hammies. Um, those two injuries, whatever, like you can, they can get back, you know, by the playoffs and be healthy. But uh, where is that going to put the Bucks now? You know, in terms of the NFC, now they're going on the road again. This isn't the same team as it was last year. Like I said during the offseason, I, I know everybody was, was willing, you know, ready to just say, well, they're bringing everybody back. I mean, they kept all their own guys. They won the Super Bowl. And we've said it time and time again on this show, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. The Bucks didn't go outside the building to get better. They're not going to be a better team than they were last year. And they needed a lot of things to go their way uh, in order to to get to the Super Bowl and win it. I mean, including going on on the road in, in Green Bay, Brady throwing, you know, three three interceptions in, in, in an NFC Championship game, and they still get the W uh, because Aaron Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur and who or whoever made that call to not go for it and kick the field goal, and we all know the story. But that won't be the case this year. Uh, that's This is one of those things where the Bucks are going to be behind the eight ball. And wouldn't it just be glorious? I mean, wouldn't it be absolutely just 
fan fucking tastic. If Jimmy Garoppolo and the Red Hot Niners had to face the Bucks in Brady in the first round, that right there is my dream first round matchup uh, because I think the the storylines will just be off the Richters, and everybody's gonna want to see finally that matchup and see how that goes, especially in a playoff situation. It will just be phenomenal. And don't look now, but the the Niners are playing some of the best football in the league. Garoppolo's playing well. Shanahan is coaching it. He's at the top of it. He's at, the, he's at his best right now in, in terms of getting that team prepared. George Kittle is a monster. Uh, they've got a lot going on in San Francisco that is going to be a really good thing uh, going forward here for them. So that would be a lot of fun. But uh, the other thing that, that shutout did too, which is fine by me, uh, was end any conversation, any conversation that we were having about Tom Brady winning an MVP. It's not happening. Uh, and I know, you know, all the, the, the Brady nut huggers are going to come out and they're going to say, oh, well, you know, he, he lost his, his three, his three be, be, you know, best targets and, you know, he didn't have any of his weapons. Well, I, I thought Tom Brady didn't need weapons. I thought Tom Brady made his own weapons. I thought he didn't need any of those guys. Um, you know, what, what, whatever happened to that? So I don't really want to hear the excuses from the Brady Nuthuggers. Um, I just want to see the Bucks fail, fail miserably, and be done with this stupid two-year experiment that was Tom Brady. Um, and then they can go back to going to fuck themselves. Um, well, I can stop hating I can stop hating the Bucks again, because uh, I love the Bucks. Just uh, I can't root for them while they have Tom Brady. Just can't do it. Can't bring myself to do it. I know he's not a Patriot anymore, and I don't root against him like I used to. Um, but I definitely don't root for him. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, but moving on, keeping things light here. Um, again, we're keeping things really light. Again, there's football on right now. Philly's up 17-10. Seattle LA are tied at uh, 10 10. Checking, I'm checking the uh, the stats from the Seattle game because I've got Russ and DK going in a playoff matchup, and then I've got uh, Daryl Henderson as well. Who I mean, neither one of them, any none of those three guys are doing a goddamn fucking thing for me right now. I am so gonna lose this playoff matchup because my team just sucks. I don't deserve to win anyway. My team is trash. It is. Just horrid. It didn't. De- I don't even think I deserved to be in the playoffs. Um, but I am projected to lose by I don't know, what, thirteen points right now. So unless Ross and DK do something, or D- or Henderson does something, I am S O L fucked in fantasy because my team was crap. It was. It was just crap all year. There's nothing I could really do uh, about it, but. Um, I mean, there was. It was, you know, draft better and not have guys like, you know, fucking uh, what's-his-face there from Atlanta, Calvin Ridley. Society doesn't want to play football anymore. Um, Bad hits, just bad hits all around. Uh, But it is what it is. But uh, we've had football again this year. We had it last year every single day of the week. This this year we've had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We've had four straight days of football. Um, I am not a fan of the... Four straight days of football. I'm not a fan of the 5 o'clock Monday game. Definitely don't like that. Hated that yesterday. 
Uh, I hate the doubleheader that's going on right now on a Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Loathe it. I don't even like Thursday night football, uh, let alone any of this. So it's just uh, no thanks. No thanks. And I know somebody last night had tweeted out that uh, during the Monday night game with the uh, Vikings and the Bears, which was just a brutally boring, awful game to watch, um, they were like, you know, everybody's bitching about how much this game sucks and, you know, give it give it two months and, you know, you'll be you'll be you'll be Jones and wishing you could watch this game right now. No. No. I, I will never, ever, ever, ever wish that I could watch a game that bad. No thanks. I'm so over that part of my like football life. Like I used to love football, like crave football that bad where like I would take a bad game if it meant a game. I, I don't not not anymore. Absolutely not. I don't want to watch shit football. There's too much of it on Sundays as it is. Having to feel obligated to sit through a game because, you know, we have the show or, you know, we have to watch it to know what we're talking about. I'm all set. I'm I'm really all set with that. Uh, Bad football is bad football and it will always be bad football. So, no. No, I will not miss um, the Vikings and the Bears shit fest from last night um not even in march there's nothing going on i actually look forward to the nfl offseason probably just as much as i do the, the 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 actual season now um i love the team building aspect of it the draft free agency all that fun stuff that is you know to me it's almost as fun as uh as as watching the actual games because it just uh it, it, it's just a different aspect of it. You know, you don't need the game to be played on the field in order to enjoy football, at least not anymore. I used to, but uh, I was into, I was always been into the, the team building portion of it, but I used to need like the games. Now it's just like, nah, dude, if it's a crap game, I can 100% shut off a crap game and walk away from it and just go do something completely different. Listen to a podcast, um, play video games. I don't know. I've been halos out. So, if football doesn't keep my interest at this point, guess what? I'm off to I'm off to my Xbox. See you later. I don't need to watch shitty football on a Monday or Tuesday night um, just to say I watched it. Nope, that's that's not uh, how this goes anymore. And hopefully the NFL figures that out because God forbid we ever have a point where we get to having football four or five nights a week. Like it just it spreads too thin. It's too much. It's you know it's hard enough on my wife when you know she understand like you know she knows that from september to february on sundays that there's really nothing else to do like we they're spoken for so for six months out of the year there's sundays are occupied by football and that's that's all we do and that sucks uh in itself so imagine having to have sunday nights and then Tuesdays, and then, oh, wait, oh, the Broncos play on Wednesday night football this week, so we can't have, you know, we can't go out to dinner or hang out Wednesday. No, we got to watch football. And, you know, you're going to watch the full slate on Sunday because it's Sunday. It just sucks. That would just be way fucking too much. I hate Thursday night football. I think it's the worst fucking thing ever. The quality of the product sucks. We almost never get good games on Thursday night. I mean, this Thursday night looks like it's going to be a great game. Um Coming up, uh, was it the Titans and Niners uh, to kick off Christmas week? And then you've got Saturday night football. So you've got the Niners at the Titans on Thursday. You've got the Browns at the Packers on, on Christmas Day. 
which that sucks too. Like, come on. And then the Colts and the Cardinals on Christmas night. Like, why? Why are we doing that? I hate that. That just sucks. Like, it's it's Christmas. Let let the NBA have Christmas Day. Seriously. Like, fuck off of this Saturday Christmas Day shit for the for the NFL. Put everything on Sunday. The only time I like. Uh, full, a full slate of game on Saturdays for the NFL is when Christmas Christmas Day falls on the Sunday and they put all the games on Christmas Eve on Saturday. That's my favorite. Um one of my favorite things. But this this whole Christmas Day shit sucks, dude. Don't I don't why the hell do I why am I going to want to have to be forced now to sit down on Christmas night and watch the Colts and the Cardinals? Like you're now forcing me to watch that. I don't. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. It's not, not the way it should work. But the NFL, you know, like Mark Cuban said, pigs get fat, they turn into hogs. Hogs get slaughtered. Don't see it happen with the NFL anytime soon. We've been talking about that for a, over a decade now. But it is what it is. Uh, so a couple other things that happened on Sunday. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on too for my Broncos fans that are listening. Um, and everybody else out there that saw the game too. Teddy Bridgewater got his egg scrambled big time um, on Sunday, which, you know, he put an effort on a play uh, and he dove for a first down and got his clock cleaned. Uh, looked like he was unconscious before he even hit the turf, uh, which was, you know, unnecessary, really, when you think about it. He didn't really have to go diving like that. But then again, he's probably done it a thousand times and it's just that one time he gets his, uh, he gets his shit kicked in. Sucks, but is what it is. Uh, that being said, I want to rewind back to the Chiefs and Broncos game because we talked a lot about this game uh, leading up to it. The last time we were on the air, Paul and I we were talking about you know where we're going to go in Miami to watch it. Where you know we're going to go to a bar. We're going to well, we ended up just watching it at the hotel because it was a travel day. We hit the you know we hit the stadium at one you know for the for the Dolphins game earlier in the day. Came back, had dinner, got up to the room, and it was just like, you know what? We got to play golf in the morning. Let's just chill in here. So I chilled in my room, and I watched. And I watched something, uh, you know, that was every bit as encouraging as it was frustrating. The encouraging part being the defense. This Denver defense is nasty. It is, without a doubt, in my opinion, I know statistically they're not the best unit in the league. But I think they are the best unit in the league because of what you look at, what they're working with on offense, uh, and in conjunct those two things working, you know, kind of against each other. I think this defense being as good as it is is going to buy Vic Fangio one more year as the head coach of the uh, of the Denver Broncos. Now Pat Shermer, gone, because he is the worst offensive coordinator I think I've seen in in ages. I. You know, Rich Scangarello wasn't anything to write home about, but he was definitely not this bad uh, last year. And I think he probably would have been better this year. But again, they're limited by Teddy Bridgewater and what he can't do uh, with his arm. Because as soon as Drew Locke came in, all of a sudden you saw the deep ball. You saw the ball getting pushed down the field. Um, That's something that Teddy Bridgewater can't do anymore. So Teddy's done in Denver. I think the defense being as good as it is, is going to keep Vic Fangio employed with Denver for at least one more year. Because they went into Kansas City, they hold the Chiefs to 19 points, but they can't score. They have a 22-play drive, you know, with like nine or ten first downs on it uh, that ends in three. And the part that made me lose my fucking mind and made me want to jump through the TV and just like scramble Teddy Bridgewater's 
eggs myself was when the Kansas City Chiefs jumped off sides. The flag comes out. They have a free play. A free play. And what does Teddy Bridgewater do? He checks it down for a four-yard gain. He checks it down on a free fucking play. I... I walked, I got up, I walked out to my balcony, and I, because I almost threw up when I was watching that. I almost threw up off my balcony onto a bunch of unsuspecting partygoers below me. That's how disgusted I was with Teddy Bridgewater that night. I've been disgusted with him like that all year, for the most part. Everybody who's listening to this show knows I've been Teddy's biggest critic, and I have not been a Teddy Bridgewater fan. I am not a Teddy Two Gloves fan. I will never be a Teddy Two Gloves fan. That being said, he's still better than fucking Drew Locke. I mean, we got the whole Drew Locke experience in a matter of like 10 minutes on Sunday. You know, he goes down, he drives the team down, throws a beautiful back shoulder uh, you know, uh, throw uh, pass to Tim Patrick for a touchdown, lets him come back for a jump, you know, go up and win that win that jump ball and, and, and get the touchdown. And then decides the next time they're down inside the 15, he takes off on a quarterback keeper. It gets stripped uh, by a defensive lineman who starts running the other way. And next thing you know, the, the Bengals are kicking another field goal. And we're like, well, it, it just, Drew Locke is the epitome of like, wow, look at that play. Holy shit. We have a real quarterback to soul-crushing turnover. Like that. That's what he does. Uh, so he will, he's just, it's its over for Drew Locke in Denver. I mean, he's probably going to be the starter for the rest of the year, um, unless they decide to go with Brett Rippon. Um, but I can't imagine they would do that. I mean, Drew Locke's going to have to really fuck up. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater looks like he's probably done for the year. I mean, I can't imagine he's coming back. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when you make, you know, effort plays like that on plays that you don't necessarily need to. And then on plays where, you know, you could have gotten, you know, thrown yourself, you know, to the, to the, to the, to the wolves and maybe concussed yourself when, you know, there's a fumble being returned by, you know, the, the Philadelphia Eagles for a touchdown. And you just decide to kind of eh, make a business decision. Uh, but anyway, that's enough about, about him. Uh, one thing I did want to play here tonight, this was, this, this was, hilarious so this was last uh what was this last thursday night viking steelers chase claypool i mean what a fucking boob this guy is i mean just look at this third down 37 seconds left he completes it and he's got to get up and celebrate now they're trying to get the ball set look how the clock is just ticking and ticking and ticking that wasted 11 seconds. And the best part about that was Chase Claypool tried to come back and blame the offensive lineman who tried to grab the football from him to take it back to be set by the official so that they could get the ball set and spike it. He tried to actually blame the lineman. Well, you know, it wasn't really my fault. You know, if he hadn't gotten it, then he lost it and fumbled it. And, you know, that's why it took so long. Now, what is with the Steelers and just clown behavior from their receivers i mean they 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 know how to find talent that's not an issue but god damn dude like what the fuck why can't they find somebody who's just normal 
Like, not Antonio Brown, or not Juju doing his TikToks, or not Chase Claypool having to get up and celebrate, you know, a third down with 37 seconds left on the clock. Like, can you have, can you have some situational awareness, just a little bit, you know, teeny tiny bit? Um, would the Broncos go for Trey if Jimmy G keeps doing well? No, I don't think so. Um, I think the Broncos are all in on the big three that are going to be potentially available this offseason. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. The Broncos are going to get one of those three in all likelihood, uh, or at least they better. Um, if they don't and they end up with with Trey, I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't make me happy. That would not I would not feel any better about going into next year than I did going into this year with Teddy Bridgewater. Not at all. That does not get my uh that does not make my giny tingle. Um But anyhow, so to this week, again, we've got you got Patriot Bills on Sunday. Patriots Bills Sunday. That's a huge, 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 huge game. Uh, Cardinals Colts on Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, excuse me. Another massive game, really, when you think about it for both of those teams. Because if the Titans drop this game Thursday, let's just say the Titans lose at home to the Niners, which the way these two teams are playing right now, I don't, I don't see that as being anywhere outside the realm of possible. In fact, I might even take the Niners in that game. And the Colts pull it off. They'll be tied with the same record with the Titans. Now, obviously, the Titans have the tiebreaker. But with two games to go after that, I believe the Titans had... I know they've got the Jags one week. And then they'll have the Dolphins. That's what it was. They got the Dolphins and the Jags to finish the year. Uh, the Colts, not so easy. They've got the Raiders at home. Not going to be an easy win there at all. Uh, and then they finish out at the Jags. I'm sorry, the Titans have the Dolphins and the Texans. That's what it was. Uh, Dolphins, Texans. So Titans could still lose Thursday night. And because of those two wins against the Colts this year, even though they, uh, they could finish with the same record, won't matter. Um, and then you've got Bills Patriots on Sunday as the 1 o'clock game. That's the big 1 o'clock game. I'll be watching that one for sure. Um, that's a huge, that's a mammoth game. Um, because that is going to just, that is going to set the ASE on fire uh, in terms of if the Bills can pull that win off. And I think they should. They, I, I honestly believe they should have won uh, two weeks ago on Monday night in Buffalo. But the elements had a lot to do with it. Um, Bill Belichick outcoached the shit out of Mike McDermott and the Bills. Um, that was just classic Bill Belichick. We're going to run this play seven times in a row. Stop it. And the Bills couldn't. It was just beautiful execution. Great game plan by Belichick. It worked. People wanted to question it. You know, was this the right thing to do? Obviously, it's the right thing to do. I still laugh when people question Belichick. It still cracks me up. Um, no, no trade two gloves, please, Pat. No, we don't want trade two gloves. I'm not down with that. Um, and then looking down further down the schedule, Steelers Chiefs could be interesting. Um, Broncos Raiders could be interesting because again, that's still that seventh spot in the AFC is still up for grabs. I don't know that Denver is going to be the one to take it, um, but they could punch you know punch the Raiders out and and end their season. 
um, in the in the Death Star at four o'clock, four twenty-five Eastern time on Sunday afternoon, which for us would be a nice moral victory. Ravens Bengals is a monster game. That is for all intents and purposes the AFC North. Um, you gotta love what you're gonna see. You, you know, you're going to have to love watching that one. Who will be the quarterback for the Ravens? We'll find out. Uh, the Lions, Falcons actually could be a potentially interesting game. Um, looking forward to that, actually. Um, Lions are on a, you know, they're getting their shit together here. Just a little bit. Uh, they play hard for Dan Campbell. I got to give Dan Campbell a lot of credit. I do. Because that team plays really, 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 really hard for him. And uh, I, I really do enjoy watching uh I'm, I'm hoping that i'm going to be able to enjoy watching the lions in the future with dan campbell as the head coach because i feel like that team plays well they play hard for him they're not very talented they've got a lot of work to do but they play hard so it's uh always nice to see uh, but anyway that i think about wraps it up for oh right the jackson mahomes thing that was the other that was the what we needed to, uh, I really wanted to get into uh, before we, before we cut out of here for the night, and uh, and we'll be back next week, obviously, um, with a you know a more full, hopefully more, a full set and uh, a normal sounding show, um, but Jackson Mahomes is, how do you say this? Hey, this guy is just the fucking worst. Nobody likes him. He's a coattail rider, the likes of which we have never seen. So Jackson Mahomes went to this like little like upscale, like uh, not a dive bar, but a uh, like a specialty bar in Kansas City uh, a week ago, and he had a big party of people with him because obviously he's Jackson Mahomes. He's a uh, he's TikTok famous, I guess, but only probably because his brother is Patrick Mahomes. Like nobody would give a shit about this guy's crappy TikTok dances if he was you know if he was my brother. Um, you know, I'm not as big a deal as Pat Mahomes, even though I should be. Uh, it doesn't. I'm not. He went to this little bar or whatever, and uh, I guess they they couldn't accommodate the size of his party. It was a very small place. They made like craft cocktails, you know, like specialty stuff, like really like you know, small party kind of like intimate setting, whatever. So I guess Jackson Mahomes decided it was going to be cool. He thought it would be cool to go on social media and rip this bar, and tell you know use his TikTok following and his influence and tell people to go get you know leave him shitty reviews and and you know bad bad Google reviews bad Yelp reviews which if you own a small business you know um, how devastating those can be um, when someone tries to sink you like that um, it happens all the time where people will just say like oh you know especially with political stuff um, you know if you support this guy or that guy. Uh, the the mob will come after you, or if you know, you uh you don't support the alphabet people, you know you will get absolutely just railroaded. Uh, so this Jackson Mahomes attempted to do that, and the response that this bar gave was bar none one of the best. I won't post it because it was just a wall of text. I posted it on the row one seat one Facebook page, so if you haven't seen it, you can check it out. But it was a little bit too long to read, and I'm not going to go into the whole details of it. But basically, they said, you know, uh, we had an incident here, or we had an issue here with a customer, Jackson Mahomes. Um, you owe us an apology. We explained to you that we couldn't give you, uh, you know, your, we, we couldn't accommodate your, your party. Uh, and yet you thought it would be cool to go on, you know, 
social media and use your influence to try to you know bash us and destroy us and they basically said like you know we survived a worldwide pandemic um we'll survive your ego too and it was just the biggest clap down that i've seen of somebody and i couldn't think of anybody who deserved it more because that dude is an absolute fucking asshole of a fucking person and i'm waiting any day now for like for pat mahomes just to go all aaron Rodgers on his family and just be like you know what no stop like the girlfriend wife fiance whatever she is one of the most obnoxious fucking people in sports um not because she's loud and roots for her husband which i know she likes to portray it like that like oh you don't like it because i'm a female rooting for my husband no we don't like it because you literally go out and go out of your way to make shit up about things that didn't happen to you so that you can portray yourself as a victim and make yourself be seen in more in a more favorable light like get the fuck out of here with that shit no one wants to hear that don't want to hear it we we know you're full of shit listen if you want to have if you want to get into a fight at Gillette Stadium it's not that hard trust me nobody's better at it than I am I don't think I mean I think I can count on two fingers how many times I've been to Gillette and not gotten into a fight and one time I was with my uncle and the other time I was with my wife and she made me promise I wouldn't get, you know, start shit. So, and it's not because I ever escalated it either to a physical, like, fighting port. That I've never done. Words, yes, we'll go back and forth. You know me. I'm a shit talker. It's what I do. Um, but people, you know, they get a few beers in them and then when they realize they're getting shit talked by a shit talker and they can't, then they want to fight. It's like, oh, okay, dude, like, come on, man. Like, this was friendly banter 10 minutes ago, and then you got wrecked, and now you want to fight me? Like, come on, man. I'm in my mid-30s, bro. Like, I got better things to do than punch some fucking soy boy in the face so he can run onto TikTok and be like, eh, someone hit me because they were wearing a different jersey. <laughs> um, but Jeff Stadium is, is the worst for that. So she doesn't, you know, as far as she goes... Um, she can go fuck herself, but her brother-in-law, Jackson Holmes, one of the biggest pieces of shit I think I've ever seen uh, in terms of coattail riding. Um, just, just like, why? Like, you, you dancing on, uh, you, you danced on, uh, you danced on Sean Taylor's number during the Chiefs-Redskins game uh, the day, the week they had the memorial. And I know that had its own issues and everything else, too. Like, it wasn't like, uh, you know the the Redskins weren't without fault there. It was it was pretty rushed and it was a pretty shitty thing that I think Washington did um, in an attempt to shift focus uh, off of them. But neither nonetheless, like bro, the guy's just clueless. He dumps water on fans, you know, from the safety of his little luxury box uh, because they're heckling him. He can't. Play. He's just he's a clown, absolute clown shoe wearing ass motherfucker. Um, and I hope all the bad things happened to him and only to him. Uh, but that being said, uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, too, uh, was that uh, college football, while we were in Miami, the news broke that the U had hired Mario Cristobal as their new head coach from Oregon. I could not have been more blessed to have been in the heart of Miami when this hiring took place because all I had to do was flip on any local news affi affiliate and I think I put on the local CBS or, or Fox. I don't even remember what it was. And they had the whole press conference right there. So they had Crystal, Crystal Ball's press conference. I always say I want to say Crystal Ball, but it's Crystal Ball. Uh, they had his whole press conference live. I'm just sitting there like in my room like, wow, this is fucking great. 
stuff you don't get up here. You know, I would have to go to ESPN to watch it. Um, but the U is back, baby. We are back. And I cannot wait to see how the NIL deal uh, and allowing players to make money off of their own likeness is going and getting Crystal, Crystal, uh, Crystal Ball as the head coach. I can't wait to see how those things are going to work out well for the Hurricanes um, because I don't see any downside to either one of them. Um, you know, we just saw, uh, oh my God, uh, what's his name? The fucking quarterback for uh, for Alabama. Wow, this is, I can't even begin to fucking, I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank here. Oh my goodness. This is embarrassing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, it, it does matter actually. Uh, why is the, why is Google not just giving me? Bryce Young. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Bryce Young. So Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback. Why I couldn't think of that, I don't know. Oh, it's right because I was thinking of Trey Lance. That's fine. Uh, Bryce Young is going to be the first guy. So he's the first one to win the Heisman, be at a big time school, and still have two years before he, uh, another year before he can uh, be eligible to dra to be drafted. Um, so this is going to be kind of cool to watch because he's the first guy I think that's going to be able to cash in uh, on this NIL deal big time, um, and it's going to be cool to see how much money he makes and how he sets the bar. Uh, for the guys that are going to come after him, uh, inevitably, because this is going to be a big deal. Um, it's going to change everything. It changed, it's changed everything. It's going to change the entire game uh, in terms of how college football teams are constructed, how recruiting is done, uh, the entire, the whole, the whole shebang. So uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Again, I apologize for the shitty... Sh uh, quality of the sound and the show tonight. It was uh, not my intention. Um, but technical difficulties and then Amazon fucked me. Uh, I went to order the mixer and they were like, oh, this won't be in until Tuesday. I was like, oh, perfect. I can get it in Tuesday morning. And uh, they were like, oh, no, no, no. We meant next Tuesday, like January. I'm like, it wasn't January, but I think it was like December 28th to like the 3rd, January 3rd was like the estimated delivery date. I was like, go fuck yourself. Um, so on that note, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for joining me again. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a, a full house. And um, enjoy your holiday. I know I will. I'll be at work, but I will still enjoy it because, you know, it's Christmas. It's what you do. Uh, enjoy that. If anybody's uh, on Halo Infinite and they want to get clapped, they want to get them cheeks clapped, or join me to clap some cheeks, feel free to hit me up, xfatjoex27 on Xbox Live. I'll be on promptly after the show. You can get this show on Spotify uh, once after, as soon as, uh, pretty much within an hour of getting off of here. Uh, it's up on Spotify. It's up on Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts, it's there. Uh, and be sure to give us a like over at Row One Seat One. So Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see y'all next week. I appreciate y'all. Uh, enjoy your holiday. Peace.